Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's Your Jersey podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfuji, and I just want to say thank you for joining me today. Hope you're having a great day so far or night. You might be at home listening or driving home from work or going for a jog. I sometimes listen to podcasts while I'm jogging because I'm sick of music because uh, I hear it so much. Uh, anyway, if you're new to the podcast, thank you for joining also. Uh, and for those meatballs out there, yes, I do call my listeners meatballs because who doesn't love a good meatball? Um yeah, thanks for all the support and the love. And please, please, please share with your friends. Let them know about what's your jersey. Also, let me know what you want to hear about, what you want me to talk about, and who you want me to interview. And by letting me know, you just have to email me at what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com or just reach out. Send me a quick DM on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, my name is at Jacqueline Marfuji, J-A-C-L-Y-N-M-A-R-F-U-G-G-I. I also post upcoming comedy show dates on social media, so that's how you can find me. I'll be performing all around Los Angeles for the month of October. Um, I have a big show coming up at the Laugh Factory on October 11th. I think tickets are already on sale on laughfactory.com. It's going to be a really fun show. And I'm super excited because I also choreographed an opening number for the comedy show. Um, It's with Pretty Funny Women, and it's going to be pretty epic. I don't think people are saying epic anymore, but that's how I feel about it. So I'm sticking with that, sticking behind it. Uh, I just finished watching, so this week on TV... A bunch of new shows premiered and um, the main squeeze actually came home and said, hey, this person at work told me about Manifest on NBC and you can Google the premise and details about it. But basically, it's this plane that loses five years, the whole plane full of people, something happens and they come back and all their loved ones are five years in the future and it's got a whole uh, just supernatural kind of Bermuda Triangle uh, just lost vibe to it I guess you could say but it was really cool and really good and I personally was expecting a million little things to be my favorite fall show but I think Manifest is and I feel like we get so spoiled with binge watching shows on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon that I was sitting there and I wanted more and I wanted to commit to staying up all night and just watching the entire series. So NBC manifest. This is not a sponsored post. I don't know, but the actors are really good and I'm hooked. Definitely hooked. Uh, let me know what you guys are watching. Uh, it also had me thinking, you know, sometimes you're having like a rough morning or you're just feeling down or feeling sorry for yourself. And then you see something like that and you're like, oh, yes, it could be worse. One of the kids on the show has leukemia. Half the cast on the show, they thought they lost their family members. Like, that's heavy shit. And I know you're not supposed to compare your problems or whatever, but my mom, shout out to Bob Shellen, who's probably listening, uh, sent me a list of, it's pretty much five simple 
things that are just good reminders. It's basic reminders that we all know, but you know, it's just good to read them over and over again to remind yourself. So this might be cheesy, but I'm going to do it for you guys because I like being reminded when I listen to podcasts. Usually, I usually when I listen to podcasts, I'm like cleaning my room or in the car, stuck in traffic. So whatever. Uh, the list is number one: begin each day with a grateful heart. Which, when you are in a bad mood or feeling down or feeling stuck. Naming like five things you're grateful for is like the last thing you probably want to do, but force yourself because it takes you out of your head. Number two, you cannot control the external world, but you can control your own reaction to it. That's something that it kind of takes the power of everything else away and just puts it back on you. So take a second before you lose your mind about something because... Sometimes I forget to take a second. Uh, Number three, finding forgiveness sets you free. This is a tough one. And it's hard because a lot of people say you're supposed to pray for the people that have hurt you or, you know, just put goodness out there for people that you have issues with. So finding forgiveness actually sets you free of all the anger and all just the bullshit. And so even though it sounds hard and it can be frustrating, I feel like that is helpful and a really big one. Number four, release the need to take things personally. Send that person love and compassion. That kind of goes with number three. Yeah. Let's not have egos. Like, who has room for egos in 2018? I know I don't. Uh, Number five, if you're being your authentic self, you have no competition. Because, honestly, we have Instagram. We have Facebook. We have Snapchat. We have all the things. It's so hard not to get wrapped up in who's doing what and who's promoting this and who is super thin or getting all the things that you think you want but like you're awesome the way you are so stop it um but if you're your authentic self then you don't have to compete with anyone else and you can just keep running your own race and a few tidbits don't be a victim work on the inside out gratitude 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 hopefully that helps you guys it helped me get through kind of a shitty morning where I was feeling down about certain things and getting frustrated and kind of took me out of my head Uh, one of the things that I'm loving right now that actually has to do with gratitude a little bit um, this week's podcast is sponsored by FabFitFun which is awesome because I just got my FabFitFun fall 2018 box and I'm obsessed with it and I love everything inside but my favorite thing inside actually is the FabFitFun 2018 fall edition magazine for so many reasons my number one reason is Christina Applegate who is on the cover I love her so much she is just one of those girls every girl she plays in movies is like that sidekick chick that you just want to hang out with who's cool and just gets to the point no bullshit she's got great comedic timing and she's a dancer um so the issue she's on the cover and one of the things that's inside the magazine is a list of 50 ways to show gratitude so that kind of goes with um the list i just said to you guys which is funny because i wasn't actually looking for anything that had to do with gratitude but for some reason that 
word keeps popping up this week. And you've heard me talk about pings before if you've listened to the podcast. If not, I talk about pings, which are things that maybe you're supposed to pay attention to, just repetitive things. And they're like little gifts from the universe, just you know, that you should pay attention to if they keep popping up and maybe lean in that direction. So apparently this week is gratitude for me. So if you get the Fab Fit Fun box, the magazine has that list in it. Um, and I'm not even going to read what's on the list because I want you to get the box and read it for yourself. But another thing is that they do a whole interview with Christina Applegate, and she is the founder of RAW, which is Right Action for Women. And it's the Christina Applegate Foundation, and it was founded in 2008 by her to help women understand what it means to be at risk for breast cancer and to alleviate costs of advanced breast cancer screening. And October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I know so many people have been affected by this terrible illness. Um, My family, uh, my guest's family this week, just so many people. And she's doing so much good for it. And one of the cool things about RAW is that they provide financial assistance for MRIs. And they're just helping women understand how family history and the BRCA gene mutation age lifestyle can put you at risk for breast cancer and there's a whole interview in here and she has some really great tips and just stories to share um but one of the questions they asked was in starting raw what are some things that surprised you in terms of what women don't know about their health and she said I think what really surprised me is that we're still listening to these guidelines with quotations of when you should start being tested for breast cancer Um, I was 36 when I got breast cancer and we're seeing women in their 20s and 30s getting breast cancer and early detection is the key to living a full long life and that should I hopefully be a wake up call for myself and anyone else out there who maybe doesn't check as often as we should so I thought that was really really cool of FabFitFun to put her on the cover and interview her and she also talks about being a vegetarian and decompressing and self-care just all the things that we should be doing but maybe we don't do all the time because we're all going at a million miles per hour and doing a thousand different things and sometimes it's good to just sit back and be grateful for things hey gratitude word of the week um, and I'll talk more about FabFitFun later on in the episode because there's so many cool things in the box that I love and I'll go more in depth with that. But I do just want to let you guys know before we get started, when you sign up for FabFitFun today, you get your fall box and there's a limited supply. I definitely know that. So I definitely recommend signing up right as you finish listening to this podcast or pause and sign up now. Do it, do it, do it. It's such a great gift, too. I definitely gifted two cousins who went off to college this box, and it's such a fun present. Um, And the boxes always sell out. So I recommend getting it. I have a code. It's WYJ, and you get $10 off your first box. So all you have to do is go to FabFitFun.com, sign up, start getting the box, live your best life, use the promo code WYJ, $10 off your first box. And seriously, the box has over $200 worth of stuff in it, and you get it for only $39.99. It's like such a steal. 
I'm sorry I said like. I've been trying not to say like as much. Again, go to FabFitFun.com. Use my code WYJ. Get $10 off your first box. Trust me, you won't regret it. It's amazing. I love it. You know what else is amazing? My guest this week. I cannot wait for you guys to hear all the stuff she talks about. She is from a comedy royalty father. Um... My guest this week is Camilla Cleese. She's a really hilarious stand-up comedian in Los Angeles. She's toured all over the world. Uh, I'm not kidding, guys. She was one of the very first writers that worked on Just for Laughs International Comedy Gala at the Sydney Opera House, and she tells stories about that. She's been on At Midnight on Comedy Central, America's Got Talent. She just got off doing shows at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Did I mention that she also is stunning and looks like just a high fashion model like she looks like she could be a Hadid but even hotter um, and she's so down to earth she's been a friend of mine for many many years and I love her and she's so funny and tells within the first few minutes of her talking a fabulous dinner party story that involves Steve Martin Martin Short Dick Van Dyke it's like so good right off the bat uh, and she opens up and you know just talks about her upbringing and coming from divorced family and what it was like growing up in London and then Chicago and then in LA and it's just so good and I love her so much and I hope you guys too again before we get to Camilla please 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 rate review share with your friends and keep supporting the what's your jersey podcast because I I love doing this and I love you guys and I hope you enjoy the fabulous Camilla Chloe Cleese all right, meatballs. I am so, so, so thrilled to have my guest sitting on my couch right now. Uh, <laughs> Did you just call me a meatball? No, that's what I call my listeners. Oh. I know. It's cheesy. No, it's adorable. Oh, thank you. As long as they're meaty. <laughs> <laughs> they're super meaty. <laughs> um, we've been just laughing our asses off for the past uh, probably 20 minutes, and I was like, okay, we need to start the podcast. Yeah, we probably should have just started we that. We should have just started. We yeah. found out a lot about you. Um, you guys, I just told you all our credits, but she's an actress. She's a writer. She's a comedian. Um, you've seen her on Comedy Central. She's been on America's Got Talent. And she is one of my only friends that if she told me she was out to dinner with Steve Martin and Sean Connery, I'd believe her. It's um, happened. <laughs> Not at the same time. <laughs> Not at the same time. I did have, I, and I, I hate name dropping, but I did have the most epic dinner the other night. Um, we um, need to hear about this. We'll but talk first, about it later. Camilla, yeah. please. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. You're one of my favorite people, and I can't believe how long it's been. Like, how long have we been friends? Like six, uh, seven yeah, years? Six or seven years. And I used to see you all the time, but then I moved to the Valley, and I might as well... It's like you moved back to It's England. like I died. <laughs> it's like, like you died. It's, it's a whole like eight miles away. But in LA, traffic speak, that's an hour, basically. It's an hour. It's, I might as well have flown to Vegas and flown back yeah. if I had to like go see you. I need a helicopter. I think that would be really nice if you could send a helicopter for me the next time you want me to come hang out. Yeah. I would really appreciate that. I want to hear about this epic dinner before we get started. Oh, so so my dad, um, he was in town and 
was invited by Erica. I, I should probably say who my dad is, right? Go I, I always feel like a dick bringing this up. But Don't like, no, bring it up. It's I, not going to make sense. Otherwise, they'll be like, "How the hell did she wind up at that dinner?" Uh, my dad is Bernie Mac. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, that would be weird because how would he be invited to that dinner? Yeah, that would be like his hologram. He, maybe he's, yeah, <laughs> they, they hologrammed him in. Um, no, uh, my dad is an old British comedian dinosaur named John. Please, um, yeah, can, can he was uh, in like Monty Python and and, and Pink Panther too. He, for those younger uh, <laughs> listeners, I love that you brought that up because <laughs> that's when I tour with him. I introduce him as you may know him from Pink Panther too, like just to fuck with up. him because that's like his most uh, recent. No, no. I mean, he's done a ton of stuff, but like, he, he he's not real proud of that one. Uh, he was like, when he read the script, he was like, "Have you heard of someone named Beyonce?" <laughs> <laughs> he lives under a rock. Anyway, um, I respect that so much. So he was in town for a few days, and he's been friends with Steve Martin for years. Like, I remember, you know, when you're a kid, you don't know who these people are, but like. Steve would come to dinner and he would do card tricks for me and I I mean he's got, he's an amazing sleight of hand magician I don't know if oh, you know Oh yeah that's how he started yeah. at Disney he yeah. was doing like but magic like, I had no idea you know it's not until you get older you're like holy moly like that was really cool uh, <laughs> but so Steve invited Eric Idle who lives here uh-huh. who was in Monty Python with my dad uh, to dinner at his house to have a dinner party with some some great comedians and I wasn't invited but I managed to sort of talk my way in and my dad sort of I was like I promise not to talk like I'll just be like a fly I just wanted to be a fly on the wall because it was Steve Martin Martin Short um, who's lovely I've met before a few times because he does sort of stand up stuff um, I mean it's like and you he the does a show of... with Steve Martin oh yeah I've seen the show oh you have yeah oh awesome yeah um, and then Eugene Levy, who I loved, he was so funny. I think his son is so funny. Do you uh, watch Shit's Creek? He plays his son no on Shit's Creek. Oh, he's so good. You got to watch the show anyway. I mean, Enjoy. I could see how his son would be because, it, like, just the mannerisms and like he's such a character in real life too. Um, so you had like half the cast of, of Father of the Bride. Well, at and this party, Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> yeah. Who, by the way, was in better shape than all of them. I think he's like 92. He runs every morning. Like, he is a badass. The guy is so sharp. What? Um, And uh, Steve's wife, who's lovely and super smart and pretty and like an academic, though. and who else? Oh, well, Eric wound up breaking his ankle the night before or something. And I thought you were going to say at the party. So, <laughs> so it was, I wound up kind of getting his spot. Um, the side, but I was, had, you know, was supposed to be like the fly on the wall. But how's this? Leave it to my dad. He was like, Camilla, do your stand up thingy. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, in front of some of the best comics in the world, and they're all, they all get it. They're like, no, 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 don't make her do-. And nope. he wouldn't let it go. And So you did, like, a tight 10? I, for- I just, like, said a few of the jokes that I... Please tell me you did the stepmother joke. I did. I Thank did the stuff about God. him. I was like, I'm going to make fun of your wife if you make me do this like, as revenge. <laughs> like, because you deserve it. But it was funny because Dick Van Dyke's wife is like... 40 or something too and he you know there's a huge but the funny thing is she's not 
she's a very different type from my some other. Let's just leave it at that. We'll leave it. At, yeah. Wait, I, I, I don't want to play a clip of the stand up because I just want to keep talking to you. But like, tell them the gist of your stepmother thing. I'm doing um, what your dad did to you, basically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but this is a little less awkward because Steve Martin's not sitting here. He's and, listening, um, but he's not. He's, sitting here. he's definitely listening. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He, uh, He's a oh, I just talk about like how I would love to be like my parents. They're really incredible. They've been married for almost 42 years now to seven different people. Um, like <laughs> not at the same time or not from Utah, but like if most people have a family tree, I'd say we have like a family tumbleweed. It's just this big old mess that keeps rolling along, picking up dirt and debris. Like none of us know how we're related to each other. We just know who not to fuck. Um, <laughs> But I got exciting news recently, you guys. We have a new child in the family, my new stepmom. Uh, <laughs> and it, uh, it's, what do I say? Oh, my dad's, um, he's 78. I'm 34. My sister's 41. My stepmom's 41. Uh, well, I used to say 39 to exaggerate, like, because it was funnier, but. My sister is actually um, older than my stepmother by a week, so that's good. Um, But I have a lot in common with this future ex-wife. Like, we're both six foot and blonde, and neither of us should be married to my dad, mostly. (laughs) But she's prettier than me and has bigger boobs, so fuck her. Uh, No, she's cool. And my family, we're only nice to people we don't like, so... um, in public, I call her pretty much the worst possible thing I could, mom. <laughs> and I bribed all my nieces and nephews to call her grandma. <gasps> They're teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that part of it. I like that tag. Oh, yeah. That's and good. Well, there's more to it, but I won't. It's a little too fucked up, I think. So I'll, Nothing's I'll too fucked it. up on what's her jersey. Are you kidding me? Well, she's like super, super skinny. Like doesn't eat, really. Yeah. Um, and we all know that that's a problem, but like, I'm going to call a spade a spade. And I was going to, I was going to the Caribbean to meet them for Christmas one year. And I saw this sweatshirt when I was out shopping, Christmas shopping. And I was like, I, if I get this, I might get disowned, but I'll already be in the Caribbean. So like, who cares? Like, <laughs> my dad will probably laugh, but I might get disowned. It said always hungry. <gasps> oh yes. Please tell me you got it. Uh, oh yeah. I gave it to her. My dad laughed so hard. He almost fell off his chair. That's amazing. And she laughed. I mean, I don't know. He probably had to buy her something expensive, but it was fine. It was worth it. Yeah. I didn't get disowned. Yet. <laughs> yet I'm working on it <laughs> I love that you You and your dad Like treat each other With like no respect Like you just like But, the, but that's how we show affection like, Exactly it's, it's all out of love But like it, When I tour with him The The banter gets to the point Where And we're dying laughing But sometimes the audience Is like Oh my god Like he does a whole bit On stage about how You should never have children And I'm like Hi uh, <laughs> He's like Get cats instead Like Because they don't when they grow up they don't blame you for everything and I'm like how could I blame you for everything you were never around (laughs) and then it gets ooh and like everyone gets so but it just builds from there Um, oh I love that but it's fun like that's just how we are and I think when people realize that it comes from a place of love like we just are sharpening our wit it's an exercise you're sharpening your teeth exactly (laughs) he calls me saber toothed daughter and that's the biggest compliment your dad could give you right yes except he shortens it to std (laughs) 
Well, saber tooth dog. <laughs> right. Hilarious. But I can't help but respond. Like, he'll yell that in public. STD. And I can't. Or more like, like STD. Yeah. <laughs> STD. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh, fuck. People heard that. Uh, so I'm like, like what do you need, Octo Dad? <laughs> Stop it. Have you seen him? That's great. He's a little pregnant right now. He's a little pregnant? Yeah. Like dad bod? Or is well, it just like skinny and then belly? It's, it's all belly. It's all belly. He hides it well. Yeah. I mean, look, he's 78. That's a horrible thing for me to say. But like, he's like, every time I talk to him, he's like, feeling a bit bloated today. And I'm like, uh... And he'll say, oh, I think I I must have had some gluten last night. And I'm like, okay, if you're bloated every day, you're not bloated, you're fat. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's not. Just, no. And also, who is sneaking around putting gluten in your food? Like... <laughs> And he's on all the all the fad diets, like. But like, if at breakfast he wants bacon and eggs, he's on the Atkins diet. Like totally, the, maybe the, keto the no now. carbs. Yeah, <laughs> but if by lunchtime he wants keto pasta, please. he's on the low fat diet. And I'm like, it doesn't work like that. It's like like not, you, no, you basically are not excluding any foods. You're just changing diets for what you want to eat. Um, <laughs> just call it out, Dad. Just eat whatever you want at this point. I, well, I can't tell him that either. Yeah, that's true. That's bad advice. Don't eat whatever you want. Don't do Just, that. If you can do it in moderation. Moderation. But the reason that he's fat is he eats 14,000 calories a day. Um, yeah. Like a doctor told him that nuts were good as a snack. And what they meant was seven raw almonds. And he will eat like a, a bag. pound bag of roasted salted cashews between lunch and They're dinner. So good, they though. are so good. I, don't blame him. I kind of don't either. I could do that. I love that. And Jiffy peanut butter with I a fork. I just had that <laughs> with a spoon. I love it. It's great. But <sighs> not the whole thing. But he'll eat like half a jar of that before he goes to bed. And I'm like, Dad, that's not even like, it probably doesn't have peanuts in it. Like, it's all like preservative chemical. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like I'm on the same diet as your dad. I love that. Yeah, but he look named- at you. Like, and, and you, like, his idea of physical activity is like, Walking on stage to the elevator. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I, I just love him and I want him to like be healthy and live forever because be it's forever. Makes me sad. Yeah. Yes. I love that he had, I don't know if they're all still alive, cats named after cheese. Yeah. Well, we had like a 1.16 cats <laughs> named after cheeses. We had like, yeah, Brie Because our, our real last name is Cheese, not Cleese. Is they, it really Cheese? You didn't know that? I did not know that. I thought that was God, a They joke. changed the H to an L. What? And thank fucking God. Yeah, Can you would... imagine Camilla Chloe Cheese? <laughs> it does. Well, it kind of has a nice ring to it. Uh, I got bullied enough in school. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Camilla. Camzilla, because I've always been tall. That was my nickname. I forgot to mention when I was introducing you that you are 6'1 and just blonde and just a bombshell and super you have, Aww, you have bone you. structure that could just cut going. keep cut going a bit. <laughs> no it's true oh, it's I true you. so, so yeah i mean i do i do think i could see the camzilla thing because you're really tall but right. who's laughing now you are but it was kind of hilarious because we had so many cats over the years we had like you know parmesan brie Gorgonzola, Wensleydale, Cheddar, and then we started to run out, and it was like goat. <laughs> and like, uh, 
easy easy cheese did you know my dad's the president and ceo of a cheese company no you just way. named all of his products really Velveeta. <laughs> no it's- we had cheese souffle cheese it that wow you guys were really running out of names we had a lot of cats <laughs> Pave, that's um, amazing. Swiss, it. like it was, yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. And then we actually had a goat who was also named Goat Cleese. How's Hercules? Hercules <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> he came on tour with us. Oh my god! Okay, tell tell everyone who that is. Um, so Hercules is my little dog. He is the cutest. In the weirdest way Like I saw I never thought I'd have a little dog I saw his photo online And I was like What is that I think I That's my dog I think I'm in love He was the weirdest Looking animal I'd ever seen As a puppy Um, He looked like Part bunny rabbit Part piglet Yeah he definitely Has a little like like His his ear to leg ratio Was like one to one Like it was so And he was tiny And when I saw His name was Hercules I was like Oh my god It's a sign My dad and I Always used to joke I should have a dog Named Hercules Because it's such a bad play on words So I adopted him He's the funniest dog you've ever Like he can't turn right He's not an ambi-turner He only goes left He makes (laughs) compulsive circles So we call them Hercules Um, Well that's hilarious And he One night uh, Before I started moderating the show I was just visiting my dad on tour and I brought him and I used to exercise him backstage. I'd had, I had a laser pointer cause it's pitch black and behind the big screen, I would just run him around before we got on the bus. So he'd be tired. Well, one night I turn around and he's nowhere to be found. And I see him at the last second, like trotting onto stage and you know, there's two hundred, two, two and a half thousand people in the audience. Right. Yeah. And it happens to be the one point in the show where my dad's talking about something really serious. Like, death and people start laughing because he's like running on and my dad is so confused like he's like what why are they laughing like, <laughs> and he's getting upset that they're laughing a little bit and then he sees Herky's just running out there like stopped and like looking at the audience and sort of like what's happening so then we would just let him come and go as he pleased throughout the show because it, it's free laughs it's yeah like, <laughs> just let him do his come thing on. but it's uh is he in the union now yeah he should be he, he stole the show every night like he would, oh for sure he would go to the meet and greet with my dad to take photos and i wouldn't like that's <laughs> i mean i get it i totally get it he our really dog cute. cosmo rest in peace definitely was the most loved family member we had he always overshadowed the kids oh yeah animals always do well, my dad never liked dogs before Hercules. He really? loves Hercules. Hercules hates my dad because my dad tries to make him turn right and he doesn't like it. <laughs> like he'll try to get him to go right. He won't go near my dad, but I think we're going to have to post a video of him we, or we something. Will. I'll we'll send you something. one of It's he's got so many funny quirks. Um I think do you play catch with him? Is he oh, too yeah. small to catch a ball? He can barely get a big tennis ball in his mouth, but he, they make little ones. Like okay. Mini ones. Little mini ones. He loves that. And um, But before I got him, someone had thrown him out a second story window. What? Can you, did you know that? No. Yeah. How do you do that to something like that? Cute, like a baby, I could understand, but like that <laughs> dog, and just like tossed it out. Like, don't need this anymore. I guess. I mean, oh, they I had think to have been happened, like on meth or something. No, they were. I guess it was a couple, and they were fighting, and 
I think the boyfriend was throwing the the girlfriend's clothes out the window and like she picked up the his dog and threw it at, but like what a monster I know they got arrested okay thank god like I think that it should be an eye for an eye when it comes to animal abuse like I, I can't because they're so cute and innocent and like lo- like this dog loves me more than any man ever will you know <laughs> uh, Camilla right before we started told me uh, she has a boyfriend from Jersey I do I want to hear about this you need to dish Jersey thanks well it's so fun I'd never really been to Jersey before like I mean I'd spend any significant time there and especially not at the shore so my perception of the shore was based of course on the documentary series Jersey Shore I love that you call Um, it a documentary I know that's it (laughs) but like I remember when I met him and he said he was from the shore I was kind of laughing to myself because I'm like I mean uh, he just doesn't seem like at all like those that crew like a raging spray tanned just guido fist pumping no 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 thank that's thank good. god yeah that's good thank god and he's like a good height which all of yeah, them are, are very tiny. tiny very tiny yeah but he is italian and he grew up on the shore we love that and i went back over the fourth and we stayed out there for like a week and i actually loved it like it was so fun it's such a funny subculture of like the people were so nice the bread is amazing uh there are more tanning salons per capita i think than anywhere (laughs) i've ever been um but like his family's so nice and normal and cute and like I don't know. I, I'm not. You just used want to be to, around them. Yeah. It's just a lot. It's yeah, very like strong personalities, but like fun and funny and jovial and like know how to have a good time. And I feel like they're the way like you and your dad make fun of each other. Like they, they totally give it do. back right they away. All, and I think that's part of the reason Joe and I get along so well. Yeah, we sort of have that shit talking. I love that rapport. I think it's fun. Um, oh yeah, it's fun because it's like. A, it's sort of testing your wits, which as a comic, you've got to keep that sharp. And he's really funny, but he's not a com- I mean, he's not as funny as me, but <laughs> but he's not a comic, which is great because you know what that like. That's not something. Do you take um, dating advice from your dad at all? You, OK, so this is actually really funny because and I've never talked about this, at least on a podcast before. Um, I. So every time I've introduced someone to my dad, he'll meet them and be like, I really like them, but I think he has like repressed anger from his childhood, like something really specific. And I'd always be like, whatever, dad. And then six months later, it would inevitably turn out to be 100% true. And I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, how did he know that? He's like a psychologist. Like a psychic Yeah He did write two books On psychology Which is hilarious oh. One is called Families and how to survive them He's been divorced Four times Anyway uh, Still kicking And 50% of his kids Don't talk to him So there's that But You know celebrities Like they're They're experts On fucking everything Whatever It's fine Joe had no idea Who he was What? None Which is great I I mean as far as I'm concerned I didn't care at all Uh, Like I think he'd heard of him And when I showed him A picture He's like Oh he looks cool But So Our second or third date Like I was only home For a couple days My dad was in town For a couple days And I was like I want to see both of them 
fuck it let's get this over with like so you i just gotta roof them. off the band-aid when that happens yeah you, it's just you, you know it's gonna be awkward at first I, a little but i bit. never know when my dad's gonna be back like yeah. what if he never you know it may be a year but i'm also like well maybe he'll be able to tell me you know what that niche problem is and like <laughs> so we have dinner and we sit down and at one point joe gets up and goes to the bathroom and my dad goes does he really not know who I am? And I like just about died <laughs> laughing. Like, cause not that it really like bothers him, but there's an elephant of truth. Like, I think he likes to feel like the top dog. And yeah. I was like, it was so satisfying to be like, yep, no idea. No clue. Uh, so when my dad left and I think we had another dinner before he left, he gave Joe a copy of his autobiography. Stop it. And he inscribed it. Dear Joe, as you don't know how famous I am, let this be an introduction to the subject. With love, John. Uh, but it's become this running joke in our relationship. Like, anytime we see my dad, I'll be like, Joe, tell him that you saw one of his movies. Wait a beat till he gets excited and then be like, Pink Panther 2. Like, that's great. Or like... <laughs> Pluto Nash or Yellow Beard, like all his biggest flops, basically. Yes. Um, and then we've we've sent photos to my dad of him using the book as a doorstop, oh, the autobiography, it. or like propping a window open. Like that's amazing. So it's a fun ongoing. It's a good just. You just he's joking around. I like this. So yeah. so he didn't have anything bad to say besides. No, oh, this it, guy doesn't know how famous I am. Oh God, I wish I could remember exactly what he said, but we did an East Coast tour, and Joe's parents came to the show, and like they're super sweet. But like my dad and I on the show are so ruthless, and like I I kind of forget they're in the audience. But then we started talking about Joe, and he's like, "Well, he does work in finance, but I think he has a soul, which is nice." But like all of this kind of stuff, and then he started like, oh. It was so funny But his parents Are so lovely And they came back To the bus after And my dad was like Loved his mom Who's adorable And you know It, it makes really me sweet. so happy To see you happy And talking yeah. about A guy that's so nice And treats you well Well he's There's something about I don't know East Coast guys I think That didn't come out here Until they sort of Knew who they were And had a, a set of values In place Are pretty different From like A lot of the Plus he's not an aspiring actor uh, that's good yeah thank fucking god i feel like we when camilla and i were closer or hung out a lot more right. we were it's just funny to think of all the stuff you would kind of put up with like yeah. i feel like every girl like every comedian actress like whatever that we were friends with out here was we were just making like consolations for every guy we're like well you know he seems to have an apartment i've never been but right. he talks about where he lives like, yeah, I think he's smart. He used the word eloquent the other day, but like, I don't know, know if he means. knows what it meant. It was in a weird context. So, like, yeah, you were kind of trying to overlook some of the red flags and then inevitably it bit you in the ass, you know? Totally. But it's also kind of incestuous in Hollywood because we all know each other if you've been here as long as we 
have. Yes, we have. Um, I want to know real quick, fire rapid round before we get more into why you are the way you are. Um, I want to know after being in Jersey, totally twisted or what? (laughs) 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 Yes, exactly. Um, All right. Do you watch any of the reality like Real Housewives or any of that stuff? Yeah, here, you do here and there. I mean, I love it because it makes me feel like a good person, right? You know, you're like I used see? to do a stand-up bit about it. Like if it's like therapy. Like whenever I feel like a shitty person, I, I watch The Real Housewives, and I feel like there's room for me in heaven. You know, it's like. <laughs> um, do you do you have a favorite New Jersey housewife that like you'd want to be friends with? You know what? I, that's the one I haven't seen too much. I haven't seen it in a few years because it's honestly. I sucks. don't like the one who has the skinny bit. The skinny. Bitch oh, uh, Bethany Frankel. She's from New York Housewives. Oh fuck. Yeah, that's okay. Wait, but there is one. If I saw pictures of them, maybe I'll just Google it real quick. Do you think you have- Beverly Hills Housewives? I like Lisa. You like Lisa Vanderpump because she's funny. Yeah, she I, is. that's my whole. I she think- comes up with some great one-liners, and she's real, and she's like, I know she can be a bitch, but I love that she puts people in their places, like especially some of the people that deserve. It. <laughs> Does she really have all those? restaurants in England like I don't know is she a big deal over there I don't really think so I know that those shows are on TV now but like I it's not a thing I don't I don't remember really seeing her name in the press all that much. Then again, I try to avoid the press because my dad waged war with them and like pours gasoline on that fire on a daily basis on Twitter. And I was there doing publicity and I'm like, I don't really want to know what they're saying because it's not going to be nice. So you don't like reading stuff like that? I don't like reading stuff about myself that's like going to make me cry, you know? Yeah, so You can't unread that stuff, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, the so trolls nice. are unreal. Trolls are insane. There, especially, I mean, I kind of, I knew I was in trouble doing this. I, because I was there promoting my show at the Edinburgh Fringe, and then I went to the Edinburgh Fringe. Is that the produced by John Cleese? Yeah. I named the show that, right? I think because that's... I was in a 250 seat venue. Just for some reference, in Edinburgh, there are 2,400 shows a day that go on. That's 100 shows an hour. Of the day And they go on Like basically 24 hours a day And it is Impossible to sell tickets You can imagine Like there's just So many different shows And I'm nobody there So I'm like How the fuck Am I gonna sell tickets So I'm like I'm gonna name the show Produced by John Cleese Because I am Like He didn't have anything To do with Producing the show Like he would never Knowingly put Money into something So obviously doomed to fail uh, Unless it was a marriage (laughs) Like It worked I mean But I knew I was gonna get Some blowback for that You know Whatever There was some blowback But it was I thought it was A clever way And And you did it With Steve Hostetter Yeah Okay Yeah And it was just It was um, Well I think that's really cool That you got to Just do a show over there it was it was fun i was sick the whole time so i didn't really get to enjoy it and like the critics like one of them was someone that my dad had attacked personally on twitter <laughs> and i was like oh my god You're like this should be and fun. he came to like one of our i mean i think i and i don't normally you know me i don't normally say like oh my god i killed that show but it was one of my best shows i got at least five applause breaks in my like 35 minutes or whatever i did and he gave me two stars. Woo! And I was like, Woo! 
Like he didn't even have anything bad to say in the review, and then he's like two stars. Like I was like, "Fuck you, dude." That means nothing. No, whatever. No, anyway. I almost put it on my poster just to be funny, to be like this <laughs> asshole because he's apparently notoriously kind of a dick. Whatever. Um, oh, I want to see that poster. I haven't oh, seen any of that. Stuff. I'll show you a picture. I have it right here. Um, so I want to know. Yeah. Do you and your boyfriend watch sports together? It's funny. He's not really into sports. Like, he's like me. I would rather play sports or, like, do something than watch them. Yeah. Like, we both... I mean, he's an Eagles fan, kind of. So, like, last oh, year... Gross. Well, he went to Villanova, lived in Philly. Yeah. So, when they made it to... Was it the Super Bowl? Bowl? Yes. Yeah. Like, we did watch that. Um but the one thing he's really into is Villanova basketball, which um, they're they've been really good. Like I think yeah, they make really the fun finals this year. So that was super fun. And I'd never been into college basketball, but I got pretty into that. You could this play year. a basketball player in anything, though. Uh, thanks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've also gone out for roles of trainees. Oh no! Yeah, that's a compliment. That means you have really, really good, good. highlighting, makeup, and bone structure, bone structure. Uh, yeah. Yes, I would definitely take that and as i look like a man so no um <laughs> no you're the hottest girl that looks like man i've ever seen i actually went to a drag queen show in lexington kentucky or louisville kentucky of all places uh-huh. when i used to ride horses professionally because a lot of the trainers are gay and we went to the show and this guy came up to me and he was like i just have to tell you you are the most beautiful man i have ever seen are you fucking kidding and me? i actually like i was flattered yeah because some of the some of them are fucking stunning but others are not. I mean, do you watch RuPaul's Drag Race? I've seen bits and pieces. We have a mutual friend, Jim Jeffries, who's obsessed does with Does he that really show. watch it? <laughs> Jim does? Yeah. That's the last thing I would ever expect. You should listen to him and Justin Martindale. I mean, go Jim off Norton about it. would not be surprised if he watched that show, but like, he that's loves so it. funny. He loves RuPaul. Yeah. No, I think it's great. It's awesome. That is so funny. Um, I feel like there was an original question that. Oh, Oh, there was. Oh, so you guys, you do watch sports together. You'd rather right. play it. So recently, I was actually oh, just... the Bears, though, I like. Oh. But I gave up on them you... a couple... Like, after two seasons ago. And then... So every... <laughs> my stepdad is a diehard Bears fan. Like, he's the kind of guy that... After the Bears lose, which was kind of inevitable, the it past just kept few happening. Seasons, like, yeah. yeah, it was. I think the last season that they were good before this year, they seemed to be doing well again, which I was. I just learned, uh, so I'll be their fan again. I'd given up. I was what like, a I can't. Runner. I can't watch this. But my stepdad's been depressed basically for six years because they've been, or however long they've been, just. Oh, I feel like it's been like two decades. Yeah, it's been a while. I think the last time they were good was when I was bartending in Chicago for about a year when I was like maybe 23, 22. And that was great because when they do well, as I'm sure you, like you get tipped really well. If Everyone's they win. so happy. They're Everyone's so happy mood. that they tip stupidly well. The only flip of that is if people stay after to like drink their sorrows away. And yeah. Like do shot for shot and then like get so drunk they over tip. Yeah. But that doesn't happen that much. No. But they still over tip. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> you know, you it's might okay. have to call him an Uber, but it's fine. <laughs> um, but it means like he's the guy that if they lose, he's depressed for 
five days until they play again, basically. And that, so it was hard on him. But he has three daughters I'm very close to. And so we have a family group text that goes on uh, every game that, like, I've got to pull it up. Hang on. I love that you guys have a family group text every well, it, Bears Because game. everyone's really got attitudes about stuff. So it, it gets pretty interesting. But I think that's one of the good things about sports. I know a lot of people have been talking shit about, like, the NFL or certain politics with certain baseball teams or players recently especially and I think the reason why I love sports so much is because for me it brought family together like on Sundays I used to go to games with my brother and my dad and so it's not just about the game it's a whole subculture and I I think it's like Sunday night dinner with your family only it's with football it is a really fun thing to bond over for sure like unfortunately my real dad loves cricket <laughs> yeah, that's my hear. response. I'm like crickets. If I can't sleep, maybe. Uh, but it's like a really drawn out, slow, much more boring version of baseball. And I don't yeah. love baseball. I so know. It's like well, while you're looking for that. So I was just getting my lashes done by Jessica J, who we've talked about before on the podcast. You guys should book her. She's awesome. Um, and she was talking about how she's been having to watch the Dodgers with her boyfriend on TV because they're doing really well. The World Series, we're coming closer to it. And she was like, I feel so stupid because I really try to get into the game, but I keep asking these questions that just make me sound so dumb. And I don't want to sound dumb. And I don't want to, like, interrupt. So I feel like it's kind of like watching a reality show with your boyfriend. Like, they ask the dumbest questions and you're just like, hold on, hold on. I got to hear this. I got to hear this. Like, it's kind of the same thing. Like, picture, like, any of the reality show reunions. Like, usually it doesn't really matter until the very end. And that's when the exciting part is. So I feel like you can, if you're watching baseball, here's a tip. You can ask all the questions in the beginning. Because towards the end, that's when it gets really serious. Also, you need to know these are key facts that I guess she was asking him, which I was like, maybe you should know this. That way you can just enjoy the game, too. Grand Slam. Do you know what a Grand Slam is? Yeah. Yeah. See, everyone listening probably knows, but some of you might not. So Grand Slam is just when the batter hits a home run and the bases are loaded and everyone gets a home run. That's a Grand Slam. But there's a lot of words that are like have they're like double entendres. Like when I first started watching football and you hear some of the things like like the tight end that sounds very sexual to me oh i just right? had a podcast with sex with emily and we played a whole game where is it fantasy football or fantasy sex move right just because there's a horse collar tackle right. like there's a lot of it and a lot of these yeah like bases loaded that just means huddle yeah hud- oh yeah no yeah. there's a blitz. home run i mean obviously there's way more analogies because of the first base second base third base home run like you're right yeah i didn't even put that together yeah but i also think it's fun for you but you would never hit a home run if you're getting a home run you don't have to hit them like yeah what? <laughs> that's so fucked up. <laughs> bad joke okay move on okay so your bears group text <laughs> like this was i think this was the game against the packers um which is a big rivalry yeah, yeah, it's a huge that's rivalry. A big one. And the Bears, like, we've had such disappointing st- series. Like, I'd stopped watching, but it starts with one of my sisters. Wow, Bears defense are looking pretty good. I'm knocking on wood. 
<clears throat> me too watching this is my stepdad me too watching it from a motel near, near cairo illinois i like this import from oakland another sister i recorded the game i'm glad to hear that after giving up all the bears gave up he's panning out bears trying hard to lose this game and i wrote what are the bears <laughs> He's like, bears will be bears, I guess. Yep. You've got to be kidding. Just finish the game. Embarrassing. Pun uh, intended. That was, that was two days later because my one sister had like recorded it. But it goes on. I was, and then I was like, I think we should rename them the gummy bears. And no one wrote back because it was a bad joke. And I admit that. But um, yeah. That but was, at least Jay Cutler's bad. gone. At least Jay Cutler's gone. I don't like his face. You don't? <laughs> like, he's a good looking guy. But like... Does he have a personality? He looks so confused somewhere all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's just kind of like a prop on very Cavalieri. And I feel like every every fucking season, it was like he stubbed his toe. He's out for six games. Yeah, but he still somehow got paid for everything. Like he might be smarter than all of us, actually. Yeah, yeah. He just plays dumb, and then right. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, go teams yeah go i mean sports. i'm glad they're coming back i'm just i'm trying not to get my hopes up too much because yeah. we I should know watch. how that goes yeah false hope that's I mean, like hollywood in a nutshell right false hope i want to know okay we talked about sports we talked about your edinburgh festival i want to know i've been friends with you for a while what you were like as a little girl and where <laughs> you were <laughs> like i want to know how you got to where you are because i feel like we've never really talked about no, that that's actually a great question and it's funny it's something i don't think i've ever been asked on a podcast and as i'm sure you know like i've been on hundreds of podcasts like, totally because everyone that's a comic has one and like are you alive and i love you that you ask questions that uh, I know, right? <laughs> like, you're not a real person. Um, but you've asked questions that nobody touches on, which is which is great. Uh, as a kid, God. Um, well, in England, I guess I was, like, relatively normal for... I used to be smart. <laughs> um, but I went to a few different schools. Like, my parents... When your parents get married, like, once a week, you move around and whatever. Uh, but I went to the sister school to where the princes went, and there it's very strict. Like it, all girls couldn't talk during recess. They still hit us with rulers. Um, oh yeah, like it was gnarly. Wow. Like uh, organized recess where you couldn't talk. You couldn't t- talk at lunch, and I did not fit in well there. I had an at attitude lunch. problem from the get go. Uh, did they care who your father was when you went to school? Like did and your mother uh, was an actress and a beautiful model. Yeah, and- I mean. But she wasn't well known there, certainly, because uh, she did stuff. My mom's American. Mm-hmm. My dad's British. They did and they didn't. Like I remember one of our class projects, we had to bring in pictures of our parents for show and tell. And <laughs> my dad sent me in with a photo. He'd shot this Annie Leibovitz campaign for American Express, where he's, and this was kind of behind the scenes. They took a photo of him. He's in women's lingerie, a wig, high heels, fishnets, holding me upside down by my ankles. Um, he gave me that photo to take in. I was like four. I didn't know any better. Like, I thought that was normal. That was my normal. So they canceled the exhibit. Oh, my like God. <laughs> like, they were supposed to post them all on the class bulletin board, but, you know. So it was definitely a little weird. Like my earliest memories are him being dangled out of a window 
in A Fish Called Wanda by Kevin Klein and like being like, what are they doing to my dad? Because you don't understand what acting is. Like, Not at all. I thought everyone's parents were on TV because my mom was a newscaster and an actress sometimes. And mm-hmm. my my stepbrothers, their dad was a pro golfer. So he was on TV. Like, I just thought that that's had a lot of cool people around you. Yeah, mo- I mean, mostly, but they were all on TV. Like, you just... <laughs> you just assume, like, everyone's parents are on TV, and that's it. But when they're comedians, they also fuck with you. Like, I'm the baby in the family, right? And as a kid, you can't get a joke if you don't have a base of knowledge. So when your parents tell you things, like, you were purchased at Harrods, which, for those of you who don't know, it's, like, the biggest, most famous department store in the UK. <laughs> you believe them. And like the whole family would keep up this charade. Like when I was bad, there was a big Herod's bag in the front hall closet. My dad would take me out, chase me around the house and be like, you're going back. <laughs> We're going to return you for one that looks like you, but doesn't talk. And like, I, I was terrified. And it's so funny because 10 years later we talk about it and he's like, wait, you, you didn't know we were kidding. How the fuck would I know you were kidding? I was like, <laughs> you know, six. Like you I, believe everything they say. Yeah. You're not old enough to question authority yet. Um, yeah. I asked what, what ethnicity I was when everyone was talking about that at school. Mm-hmm. They told me Chinese and Ethiopian. I didn't know. That, okay, I realize they can't see me, but like I've been a towhead, really lanky, pale, blonde. Yeah. yeah, my whole life, basically. So, and I'm not nearly hardworking enough to be half Asian. So, <laughs> but, but like, there's not a chance. But I didn't know that because I didn't know what those ethnicities looked like at that age. So I told everyone that, you know, um, which is just. So insulting. Yeah, I know. It's so like, like, I didn't know. Someone said it was racist. I'm like, I don't know what that word means. Like, you're like unfamiliar. Um, (laughs) So there were a lot of, uh, were you like, I I just picture you coming out of the womb, six foot one and like lanky and skinny with long blonde hair. Like, oh, I had pudgy phases. Oh, you did? What? Yeah. Well, mostly more. When I got older, like college. Oh, okay. When I went. Yeah. You know, but then, like, I was still fat when I left. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm still shedding the college. <laughs> the I freshman think of 50. myself as college age, which is really weird. Like, maybe if I was a PhD student, but <laughs> that's definitely never happening. Um, yeah, I think if you're living in Hollywood, it's kind of like an extension of yeah. being in college almost. Yeah, because no one is responsible or. Yeah. Um, I recently heard. <laughs> I think it was like right when I moved to Hollywood and I still had that college like weight on me, but overtly confident. And a guy friend of mine said, yeah, Jacqueline walks around like she's 10 pounds thinner than she actually is. <laughs> they did not. <laughs> well, you really have to wait till you move to L.A. to get an eating disorder. You I know, know right? it's like a rite of passage because like, everyone here. It's so weird. Like I, when I lived in Chicago, I was. I was never fat. Like, I was probably a healthy weight. 
Yeah. But then you move here and you're like, people think that's fat. Like it's fucked up. It's so fucked up. And like, have they, a huge thigh they're gap. like, they judge you so hard if you order carbs. Like, and I'm like a carb queen. I Everyone, love carbs. I mean, I work out seven days a week, I sometimes two a days just so I can just, eat carbs. Yeah. And well, I'm still and, not. Oh God. Jersey bread. Like my oh. week there was a downfall. Well, there's something different in the water too. I think that's why the pizza is better. The bread, like yeah. everything. They definitely do all of those like subs, pizzas, like I, I guess had, Italian. Think, yeah. But it's like the American Italian. It's it, like totally chicken parmesan is great. But but it's not really what you're eating when no. you're over there in Capri. Well no. they, they they don't have chicken parmesan in Italy, by the way. <laughs> I'd never heard of it. It's not we a used thing. to go to Italy every year. <laughs> never seen it before. Um, I had to stop a mozzarella stick kick I was on. Mozzarella? Where, yeah, I always say mozzarella. That's that's hilarious. I'm going to use that. Please do. Totally not That's how it's pronounced. That's your next but pet's I, name. I like it. Mozzarella. Mozzarella. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah. I um, For literally the past probably five to six months, just any place I went to that had mozzarella sticks on the menu, I had to order them. They're so good. They're my absolute favorite thing in the world. Oh. I love them so much. But I, I, it's like, okay, Jacqueline. It's like one of the it. worst. Yeah. The worst. Like, just not it's only fried cheese. cheese. It's fried. And then. Breaded. Breaded. And I, I was like, I think this needs ranch dressing on it, too. <laughs> so yeah. I would just dip. Yeah, don't go for the healthier marinara sauce. No, which, no. Yeah, they also don't. They call it pomodoro in Italy. Yeah. Where the fuck did marinara come from? I don't like that word. I call it sauce. I just call it sauce. Well, that's know. kind of vague if you're ordering at a restaurant. Like, yeah. What if yeah. they gave you barbecue? That would be weird on. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. That would be very. But angry. in Jersey, I think it's safe. I think it's, it's safe. just pa- pasta sauce. They right? get it. Yeah. yeah. Sauce. No. That's so funny. So you weren't. Okay. So you went. You had a few weird phases. So you were in school. But then I was a super dork. Like you were. Well, I, I moved schools from that one um, to another one. And then when I moved to the U.S., It was like full on culture shock. Like I went from London. At first we moved to Southern Illinois. Okay. Like a cornfield population, 2000. Most of whom had the same last name and all of whom had gums, gums, guns. (laughs) That's what I meant. Like it was, I was like an alien there. Uh, They couldn't understand me. Did you have an accent? Oh my God. I was like, (laughs) what did you say? Mommy, stop. May I have another, you know, very like very upper class snotty, like not snotty, but like posh, soft spoken, very well mannered. I know this is hard to believe. Um, This is I mean, and then that relationship, my mom would move there because she was going to marry this guy and that didn't work out. Thank fucking God. Like it's better for her, too, because he turned out to not be a very good guy. But we moved to downtown Chicago, which was a little better because at least I was like, oh, there's culture, you know. Um, I love Chicago. I love less cornfields. Yeah. yeah, Chicago's a great city. The weather blows, but yeah. But they put me in a like very artsy fartsy co-ed no rules kind of like I, apparently I came home from school the first day and I was like mommy there's not enough rules <laughs> you were asking for discipline well people called the teachers by their first names in some cases and like and I I'd skip two grades because the the school systems are ahead in the There's UK so much more and like I kind of wish they hadn't done that because I was two years young for my grade but I also because of my height no one knew that and I wasn't going to tell them because they were already bullying me but I rode horses um did you start over in England I started in England but I was 
when I was about 11, 10, maybe, I had a bad accident and fractured my neck. And so I was super dorky. I had no idea how to dress without wearing a uniform. We didn't have to have a uniform for the first time. So I was in like sweatpants, Mickey Mouse t-shirts and like socks with those ruffles around them that my mom made me wear. And like it was it was very sad scrunchies and... I was a foot taller than everyone and like it was like my legs grew before my upper body so I just had like really long weird legs and a long neck and then like this tiny torso um and everyone else was starting to get boobs and like I still haven't but you also because you're two years younger than all of right. them and you probably didn't understand but then I broke that. my neck and I was English so I didn't fit in and like I was very quiet incredibly shy painfully shy and Which is the opposite I had to dad. wear a neck brace for three months. <sighs> and I don't know if you've seen those bad boys, but that didn't help. I also played the cello like my with a gun to my head. But like I played pretty well when I was a kid. And so I'd have to carry my cello to school with my neck brace. <laughs> oh, my God. And then rollerblading became cool. And my mom bought me these rollerblades with like terrible bearings, like the wheels barely move. So I basically walk on my rollerblades carrying my cello to school in a neck brace. Um, yeah, so I had no friends. I just want to cool. hug you right now. <laughs> like, looking back, it's hilarious, but I'm like, oh, my God. But the upside to your parents getting remarried all the time, like, you move a lot. And so I could kind of reinvent myself. And Did then, you learn certain things at each place? And I just would sort of study, like, and I think that's where my sense of humor came from because I was like, I'm never, I have to figure out how to make friends and interact with people. And I think I was funnier than... I realized because you know how it is. Comics don't laugh at each other, even if they're your family members. I mean, so you're lucky if someone's like, yeah, "That's funny." <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, you're making but me laugh, but still. When I realized being a smartass and sort of the class clown, that got me friends. I sort of reinvented myself, and by the time I got to high school, I became best friends with like the most popular girl in school, like within a week, and was her wingwoman and. You know, looking back, I wish I, as much as I love her, I wish I hadn't because, like, how cool would it be to be a really good cello player now? But I, like, gave all of the nerdy shit up because I so desperately wanted friends. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of shitty. But... Um, Do you want cello lessons for your birthday? It's coming up. No. <laughs> I'm I taught myself to play guitar, which, you know, the cello helped with. And that's fun because I can do it at home. Um, cello is a bitch to carry around, you know. It's Especially an aggressive. I can't picture carrying that around Chicago in the snow. Oh, my God. In God. Rollerblades? No, yeah. thank you. No, thank you. But then I, I got really into the riding horses and that kind of saved me because I, like, found an identity in a group of friends and so I you weren't scared after it. breaking your um no neck. i mean you're young enough to like feel kind of invincible yeah. i think i broke 14 bones and it wasn't until i was like 20 or 21 it started to scare me like and because once i turned pro and was getting paid to ride for other people they're putting you on the scary horses like the ones that need to be trained because they have bad habits or whatever and then like I fell off one horse 13 times in one day and I was like that's when I started to be like I can't fucking do this anymore like because once you get scared they can sense it and they misbehave more and blah 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 yeah 
And I was sick of traveling for, You know 40 weeks a year Living in a motel So I'm like Oh I'll go into comedy <laughs> No No I, I didn't know traveling. That's what I was going to go into But my dad was also like I wasn't kidding about university So you need to go right now And blah 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 So did you Is that when you went to School in Santa Barbara? Mm-hmm. Okay Yeah that's when I went to UCSB Occasionally Occasionally Yeah you had fun there right? <laughs> Well, I was already like having fun, but it's weird when you go from having like so much structure and like waking up at four thirty every morning, uh, being on a horse from four. Th- I'd ride like twenty three horses a day. Uh, oh my god! And then go party because I, you know. But then, like suddenly, to have all this free time, like I was taking twelve units. It's like idle hands are the devil's workshop. One hundred percent. Plus, I must have gained like 50 pounds in a month because I was burning like 10,000 calories a day and I was still eating like I was, but I was just going to class <laughs> and I was like, and then just drinking the calories <laughs> and I was depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, you lose your whole identity. Like that was my whole sense of you're a professional athlete. And then all of yeah. a sudden you're just I was I had college. some sort of respect and like, you know, people knew me and it and then it's like, oh, you give that up and it's like, well. Now now what am I doing Like trying to figure out What to major in Like So you didn't start doing Comedy or acting Until later on in life Later I was terrified to do it Because of my dad Like I didn't want to be In his shadow And I didn't Um I didn't want to It just Intimidated me And I'd seen all the Negative sides of fame Because it, I went down A pretty I think you know This but like Went down a pretty dark Path Uh well, it was a rite of passage as a celebrity's daughter. I mean, you were no, just I had to, out I had to live up to the cliche. I come mean, come on. on, like a poor little rich girl. Like, so I had to develop a drug problem and you know get arrested a bunch of times and go to rehab. But the problem is, when you have a famous parent, you don't get to make those mistakes in private. Mm-hmm. And then when I that hit the press in the UK because he's so much better known over there. I couldn't get a job. I couldn't get into school anymore. Like I, I got sober, um, which I'm actually grateful it it happened that way because I got sober at 23 before I had developed a career and a family and a life to lose. You know, like so you I, could like clean slate, right? And yeah, it didn't ruin my entire life because I didn't really have a life yet. Like I didn't know what I was going to do. But it made it impossible. Like, I never could have got an office job because of Google. Like, it was all over the Internet. So, um, but even before that, I'd started working with my dad a little bit. I think he he asked me to write a one-man show with him, mostly, I think, because he can't type and needed someone to make coffee. And I was fine with that. I'm like, he's going to pay me a little bit, whatever. And I... I think I contributed more to the show than either of us anticipated. And then I wrote my way into the show so I didn't have to go back to UCSB because I was like, let's write a part for a six foot blonde who looks slightly like John Cleese, but hopefully not too fucking much. Um, (laughs) And so I went and toured with him and did that show and that went well. And that's kind of when I got the bug. But I also didn't have a lot of other options, to be totally honest. I'm glad I went it like I love it now. But like... My biggest struggle, I think, is, you know, and it's a double-edged sword, don't get me wrong, there's upsides, but, like, it's hard with my dad. Like, 
it's very intimidating because I want to make him proud and I want to be successful and live up to my family name. But there's also some people that like judge you more harshly because of it. I think. Oh yeah, definitely. But you're the goods. Like that's the thing. And I've, I've watched interviews with your dad and I've watched him talk about that performance. The first one you did with him. Yeah. And he so adoringly and like so proudly talks about you being on stage and you just having it. Like he was like, Oh, she can do this. Yeah. Which is, means the world to me but I think I get insecure about it to be honest because I'm like people probably just see that as oh he's her dad of course he's gonna say that you know like but I find like my I feel like sometimes parents are your harshest critics too well he he privately can be I'm not like (laughs) but what I do appreciate it's made me better I've learned from it like he's honest about shit like I've written sketches and sent it to him he's like I don't get it I don't like this Mm -hmm. I'm like Okay. Wait, you know. Thanksgiving's coming up. Can you tell everyone about the Thanksgiving sketch that you did that they should watch? Oh, <laughs> I think it's so funny. Gratitude. Um, we're going to do another one. Really? You should be in a... I, yeah, I would be hashtag it's, so grateful. It's going to be like, I think, a, a similar kind of premise, but a... a with a different cast of characters I think That's it's great. a family this time But this was LA girls Having a Thanksgiving together Where They're going around the table Saying what they're grateful for uh, Only they're like One-upping each other And like Like insulting each other Hidden within their gratitude Basically But it's called gratitude uh, It was featured on Funny or Die I don't think my name Was even attached to it Which was lovely But That's um, annoying But <laughs> it was a fun It's a little bit dark So if, No, it's great if you're easily offended, uh, maybe don't watch. And God, those YouTube comments. Oh, man. People are insane. It's okay. Whatever. You're killing it. So you were working with your dad. You did some modeling in there. Let's not That was when that. I was quite a lot young. Yeah. Okay. That, that was, was like younger. when I was riding pro and, and so 17 did, or 18. Oh, yeah. okay. So then did you just start going to mics and just working your shit out? Like I didn't did, start stand-up till way later. Yeah. Like, I was same. just writing and I started taking acting classes Initially, just because I thought it would help with my writing to understand acting better. And I think it did, but I really enjoyed the classes. But I'd had a casting director tell me when I was 18 that I was too tall to act. Um, And I think my dad might have paid her to say that because he didn't want me to be an actress. My sister was an actress. And like... uh, But that was shitty because I thought it wasn't an option. Um, But I really... I loved the classes and... And started doing a little bit here and there Especially with him But I always thought of myself as a writer Until I saw Sarah Tiana do stand up Because we we had a sketch show together Do you know, you know Tiana? Yeah, with a straight jacket Yeah, yeah exactly society. So we'd been doing a sketch show together And I'd seen her stand up And I, it was the first time that I was like Oh, like here's a cute girl That I am friends with That like I can relate to Up until that point I'd only seen female comics who were like kind of caricatures. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, like I hate to say it, but you know the Roseanne bars and the Ellens and yeah. the I grew up Margaret Cho. Like, yeah, and they're all great, but they're like so not not people that I could relate to really well. I guess um, as much respect as I have for them, but 
Sarah was so funny and dark and interesting. And I was like, huh, maybe I could do that. And it still then took me like two years to get the balls because it's fucking scary. Like that's that first time. I mean, your heart, my heart has never beat. I literally thought my chest was going to explode. Yeah, definitely the first probably 50 times I was on stage. I mean, <laughs> doing stand up. Did you ever have that thing? You know, when they say weak at the knees or shaking in your boots? I actually felt that once like actually that was when I got in over my head and was doing a part in a show at the Sydney Opera House uh, which was like (laughs) yeah that's a whole nother story but that room's intimidating like it's the one of the most famous concert halls in the world the people on the show were my dad Louis CK Will Anderson who's a great Australian comic Margaret Cho uh, fucking Russell Howard, British comic, but it, the top of the top, Dylan Moran, great Irish. They had like one from each English speaking country who was like the top of their game. Like my dressing room was next to Louise and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, <laughs> but How he, do you... he didn't invite me in. So that's good. So great. Like, congrats on that. That was 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. How I do led you... to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> How do you even adjust? Because... I mean, I've performed, I think the most I've performed in front of is maybe a thousand people. How do you adjust for like an opera house crowd? Like what went through your mind before you went out? I had one line. No, or maybe two, (laughs) but it was like a more of a sketch and it was, well, even you've been touring. I had to, but I just interview him. So he does a, they show a movie and he does an hour and 15 minute Q and A. They had some bad interviewers, so he asked me to come interview because I know every joke and every anecdote. Like, I could just tell them, but I, you know. Yeah. And you can cue him up. It's like you're serving him just meatballs down there. I tee it up and he puts it out of the park. (laughs) But also, there's like the audience submits note cards, questions on note cards. Yeah. And I go through them before the show. And I know which ones he'll want to answer and which he has funny stories. So I'm able to keep it more entertaining. And it's nice to be able to be there to support him and help on the show. I think it's so great. And I love him and I don't get to see him much. Living on a bus with him, a little hard. A little tough. (laughs) Well, it's great for him. He has like the back third of the bus, which has a queen size bed and like its own bathroom and then my room is like well room's a strong word it's a hallway that I share with three grown men <laughs> and I have a little like coffin bunk uh, oh with a God. curtain no privacy and I have to sleep with my suitcase at the end because there's not enough room and my dog Wow, so if anyone thinks, like, poor little rich girl. <laughs> and what I get paid for those shows, like, it's kind of hilarious because I know what my dad gets paid. And look, I know that if they used a local interviewer, they, they would pay them that, too. So I don't want to be like, meh. But, like, I get paid... I think it's 0.1% of what my dad gets paid per show. Oh, my God. You need to remind him of that when he's trying to embarrass you. I'm Honestly, I'm just grateful for the work. I don't want to, like... And we have fun, and I'm glad I can be there to support him and make sure he doesn't lose his phone and credit cards in every city like he does tend to do. So... What a, what a great daughter. I am. Really, you are really good. <laughs> do you want I kids? Love, you know, I never was sure... 
like because I'd never met anyone I would sign a contract to spend a year with, let alone the rest of my life up until like <laughs> Joe is the first time I've thought that maybe I do like I because I'd never wanted to have a kid with someone like just to have a kid. Yeah, like, it's, same. It's so important to me that it's the right time, the right place, the right financial situation. Like uh, and but it's never been a lifetime like dream of mine like I think I'll be okay if I don't have kids but it is nice that we now have the option to have them later because of modern medicine like even I mean my parents were 40 and 46 when I was born there's hope look at that my dad's mom was 40 when he was born and for that generation that's like I love listening to him talk about her on Conan Oh my god! Oh my god! That That's some of the best material. I helped it's him so write good. some of that stuff, and it's so fucking funny. about her being depressed. Yeah, <laughs> there's a little man in Fulham, and if you're feeling this way next week, he can come down and kill you. Uh, and she had such a dark sense of humor; she loved it. You know, that's amazing. She hated me, but whatever. Uh, I think you get your dad's really good with the bait and switch with yeah. his stories, and you get that same thing. Like your comedy is just very. I learned everything. And I'm so grateful like that I was able to just whether it's by like osmosis or absorption being around him like I got such a great education in comedy but I'm very old school in my thinking like I you know me I still can't say vagina on stage without giggling because like he doesn't do sexual material so clean, He's, but that's great but very dark like I will absolutely talk about cancer and like a horrible death you know very morbid but not but you make it funny i try you do i thank you one of my proudest moments for you when we used to hang out a lot you would always tweet to at midnight and then when i saw that you actually got to be the hashtags oh, yeah. be on at midnight at comedy central which isn't a show anymore but i was like Fuck yes! I I was so bummed though. It ended right after I was on it. So like now that credit that that was like my big credit, and then it's like becoming gradually <laughs> obsolete. And I'm like, fuck! I still think it's really no. cool. No, it was. I was so stoked to do that, even though I had food poisoning the night before, and like I thought so I was gonna have to really cancel. skinny. I looked really like my face was puffy and my eyes were red from throwing oh, up. And I, I thought I was going to throw up on Jim Norton. Um, but, <laughs> well, he was like right at the right height. Like it all right there. Just would catch. Why it did they put me on with Ricky Velas? And, and like, I am a foot taller than both of them and wore heels because I didn't funny. know. It's funny. It was funny. It was funny. But they kept getting to the buzzers quicker than me. And oh, I, I was like, it's not fair. They're closer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I don't want to let you go, but we have to go soon. I know. Um, I could. Talk well, if to you, you ever another... have repeat guests, we will do it again. I do. I, I always love seeing you. It's so much fun. And um, I want to know what you have coming up. Like, where where can we find you? Gosh, what I just we got back for? from all this crazy stuff. But let me um, just real quick look at my calendar because I feel like. Oh, it's true. How do you, while you're looking at your calendar, packing for on the road? What are I'm your essentials? I'm the absolute worst. Because um, I, well, it's hard. I overpack as it is, but like, and I actually did this the other day. My bag was overweight when I was leaving to go on tour for six weeks. And um, I'm like, that's discrimination and the woman the customer service rep looks at me like what the fuck are you like i'm a bigger person so my clothes weigh more like my shoes weigh more (laughs) i (laughs) i'm like 
and I played it off well enough where, you know, they're also afraid of getting sued. She mm-hmm. like waved the fee. She's like, all right, we'll just let it. So that's a good trick. Stop it. Well, there's truth to it. Look at the. Okay, put your foot up right now. No, it's. Oh my God. Wow. Holy shit, Camilla. <laughs> Literally like twice the weight of your shoe, She's right? She's lying, guys. Wow. And what if, like, I mean, I don't dress slutty, so my clothes weigh more. They're they're heavier. Yeah. Like, You'd be great with the um, FabFitFun products because it's all full-size things. So you could just get away with traveling with them. It'd be amazing. It's so true that there are full-size products in the FabFitFun box. That's the best part about it is that... The fall box is here. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box delivered four times a year with full size fashion, beauty, home, fitness, wellness products. And it's just $49.99 a box. It's amazing. I recently went on vacation and I used so many of the things that were in it. A few of my favorite things. I've talked about this before. The Glam Glow bubble sheet face mask it's a cleansing oxygenating mask it's really fun it comes with two of them so you can give it to your best friend your mom your dad your significant other and you can take really cute instagram worthy pictures in them also i like to work out when i'm away when i'm at home just all over the place basically and the cutest headphones are in here they're cobra wireless earbuds bluetooth by silo and they're so pretty they they're white with kind of like a rosy gold pink color they're adorable they're so much cuter than any other headphones that i have and on top of it I don't know about you guys, but I like to use foundation and I like to use a lot of bronzer and the beauty blender. Someone is a genius over beauty blender and FabFitFun because the beauty blender is a dark black color. So you can't see all the makeup that I use on it. So my beauty blender always looks clean, especially when I'm on vacation. You want to look like you're cute and clean for your significant other. And it came with a really, really, really adorable Catherine Melandrino umbrella. And it was perfect because I went home and it was pouring rain the entire time. I was home in Jersey. So it was just so awesome. And there's so many other things in here that you guys are going to be obsessed with. My favorite part is just opening the box and unveiling it. It feels like just a holiday every time I get one. Like It's so awesome. And you almost forget. And then it arrives. And it's like, oh, presents for me? What? It's so great. And it just puts a smile on your face. And it also, one of the coolest things is that it's so awesome to gift to someone. I've talked about this before earlier in the podcast, that it's so great to give to someone who's gone off to college, especially because it was just National Daughter's Day. So I definitely recommend getting your daughter a present or your daughter's best friend a FabFitFun present or a friend that's a new mom. I have a lot, a lot of new moms in my life. And this is the perfect present because I feel like when people have babies, they forget about the mom like the baby gets all the presents but what about the mom she needs some extra love and care and she's probably not leaving the house so getting a box full of these amazing products and it's not just beauty stuff like there's these gorgeous gray and white hand dish towels there's an 
awesome Alfred ceramic and stainless steel teapot. There's there is a HelloFresh gift card in the box. That's a, if that's not perfect for a new mom, I don't know what is. There's just awesome body lotions and gels. It's so great. So I definitely recommend gifting it. It's so so crucial that you guys do it though as soon as you finish listening to the podcast because there's a limited supply and they always sell out. You know, and you don't want to be left without your fall FabFitFun box. So I definitely recommend signing up a FabFitFun today to get your fall box. And I have a special code for you. Just use WYJ to get $10 off your first box. Just go to FabFitFun.com, sign up, start getting the box for a life well lived at home on the road, anywhere, and use the promo code WYJ to get $10 off your first box. It's so much fun. And that's seriously over $200 worth of stuff in the box for only $39.99. Again, my code WYJ, you get $10 off at FabFitFun.com. I'm making Camilla sign up as soon as we're done. On the road, I need like my flannels, my semi-chic lesbian homeless look. You love rails. You love rails flannels. Those are your favorite. They're very soft. They're very soft and cozy. And I don't know. I like to dress down on stage because I want to be like a blank slate. I'd rather have them listen to what I'm talking about than be like talking about my outfit. Or because you know a lot of people go to comedy clubs on dates and like you alienate half the audience. You have you walk out with your tits and right. ass and all the things. You got to get the women on board. Yes, you're because girl. if there's well, I love the women, but also if they're there on a date and you now have their date's attention, like you being self-deprecating and being like not that I think I'm anything that special, but like I don't want to seem like a threat. Or yeah. like I'm trying to steal their dude Because I'm not You're like look um, I have Joey from Jersey I'm not trying <laughs> to so steal funny because I only told I only told you his name was Joe But everyone calls him Joey in really? Jersey <laughs> Of course they do Of course So, so funny Except no. his little niece who calls him Uncle Doey uh, Which <laughs> So she calls him fat <laughs> Well she doesn't know it means fat But it's pretty funny That's adorable God, I, I love it I, Okay I, Um I will tell them your, I'll tell them where to find you. Thank you okay. so much for being here. I love you. Thank you I for love having you. I love me. you. I love you. Camilla is so busy and awesome. So we're going to say goodbye to her right now because she has a business call. Go take oh, it. It's already gone. Oh, it's already gone. I, I'm going to have to call them back. In. But, um, <laughs> I love you. Yeah. Uh, I'm on social media at my name, Camilla Cleese, which Jacqueline could spell for you. Maybe um, I'm going to do all the things. You're you an amazing. Try. You're, an, you're a meatball now. I hope we get to do this again. Oh, we will, girl. Oh, they're calling back. I got okay. get this. I love you. You got it. Thank right. you for listening. Thank you. Just put your paws up. Because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars.